instead of taking things away from kids in schools, like what they are taught, such as certain books, why not add to what they learn? For example, power naps. I think it's fair to say that someone who knows how to take a good power nap has a pretty big advantage against someone who has never been taught this art. You're listening to Warren Beer on the Cheap Seats Podcast WBCS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. Here's Mikey. What's happening, everybody? Big Mike's back. Good to be back. Missed being on the show last week. I was traveling. But we got a great show this evening. It's Friday night. Do you know where your kids are, everybody? That's right. They're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. We're going to talk about my trip to Atlanta. We're going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. And we're going to talk about whatever else we want to talk about because that's what we do on this show. Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. We're going to get it all rolling right now. Take it away, Case. You know, in school, they should have really kind of pushed uh, or taught us about power craps. Power craps? Oh. Yes. Yes, that's that's important. You got to. I had a few of those this week. Push weekend. it out, shove it out, way out. Way out. Yes. Just like, just saying. Something you could need or how to handle a power crap. <laughs> that's probably more appropriate. Like, how would you handle How do you do? How do you handle well, a power crap? One, you, you want to aim uh, the butthole towards the toilet in the water not to the back of the wall where it leaves a streak yeah or a splatter who oh. who are these people uh, you ever way, go to like these like 7-elevens and it's like that looks like a something was killed in there yeah you go like uh you shit on the wall dude case I hate it comes out with some velocity we have a cat at the house that needs those lessons he's he's he did the the what do you call it? Like the squat and scoot. Mm. And I forgot. I was never taught the squat and scoop. It has nothing to do with a toilet or a litter box. No scoot. Oh, scoot. Oh, like cleaning like is. Dragging. Yep. Butt cleaning. Yep. It goes like this. It goes like a snake. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, my. Well, too late to bring it up now. <laughs> What's done is done. But power naps, right? Yeah. Isn't it like a nine-minute nap? Is that what it is? I don't or know. I took one of those this afternoon. 20 um, minutes. Uh, before the show, Casey woke me up from my power nap. I'm like, I got I to get, get in the character. I got to get ready. I have to get my energy up. So you were taught the art of a power nap. Absolutely. Damn it. Absolutely. I need to learn. Just enough to, should I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and all right, I'm ready to go. Uh, I can't. So your naps are usually like long drawn out affairs. Uh, I usually actually don't take naps because <clears throat> I'm afraid that I won't wake up. Really? Have you ever taken those naps? Let me ask you. This. I think everybody's done this. Talking about afraid that you're not going to wake up. <laughs> Have you ever fallen asleep in the afternoon? <laughs> You wake up and, and wake up in the dark and you don't know what time it is. Yes. It's been a long time, but yeah. I, I, I've done that. Not recently, but within the last few years. I'm like, what the fuck time is it? And then in your mind, you're trying to think. You're trying to piece together the events. Whoa, wow. What time is it? What time? I got to find a clock. And is it dark because it's early in the morning? Or no, it's dark, dark because it's nighttime. It, nighttime. Yeah. 
But I mean, in my mind, I would have right, to- Right, right. You got to figure that out. Right. Is it is it evening or is it morning? Mm-hmm. What well, is it? Um, when I used to work overnights, this would happen to me a lot that <clears throat> sometimes I would take like an, a late afternoon nap and I'd wake up and it's dark and it, it would just get me all disoriented. Yeah, that messes with your body, I feel like. Your body, your brain, something. I never slept right when I worked overnight, so- I, we're not designed to do that. That you have to totally overhaul your whole process, your your daily process to sleep during the day. No, I know people that loved it and had been doing it for like thirty plus years. Um, it didn't make sense to me. The longest I lasted doing that in one stent was six months, and I was done. So what do you do for the weekends when you do that, when, when you're not working or what your days off when you're not working, do you continue that pattern or do you? I've been told no. Hmm. I, I stay on that pattern because yeah, if you get out of that rhythm, but when I was much younger, I just sleep just way less on the weekend just cause everyone else is awake right? You know? or I'm just trying to get stuff done. The people that I talked to, because I, you know, was curious about this. The people that I talked to that did that for a number of years, they said they would flip back to regular life when they weren't working. That's a skill. Uh, no kidding. Like regular life, quote unquote. Right. I don't, it never made sense to me, no matter what I tried, no matter what I learned. Oh, well. No, I couldn't do that. It would just be too, 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 taxing. too much. That, that would be too much. I, I would just rather just sleep less, you know, um, that way I can still do stuff. Uh, like say if I got off at Friday at 6am, I might stay awake till like 10, 11 and get stuff done mm-hmm. and then sleep for a few hours. That's how I was. And then, you know, by the time I'm waking up, uh, my friends would be wanting to go out cause they're done with work. Right. <clears throat> it would be about like seven o'clock when I wake up so I can so you're, mill you're around like, and right. eat. And then I'm, then I'm ready to get the night started. <laughs> get the night started. Just I, like everybody's done tonight with us on War Beer in the Cheap Seats. And then I'd be up to like 6 a.m. But that's my normal schedule though, you know? That's wild. That See, that blows my mind to be up 6 a.m. Then you're like, okay, now I'm going to bed. But I did that for years. Yeah. You kind of get used to it, but... You know, you you can't sleep eight hours. Your body doesn't rest the same. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're going against nature. And you, you need a very dark room mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's definitely key. A dark room and a quiet house. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And you can't have neighbors. people milling around, interrupting your sleep. Or mowing the lawn. Mm. Or flying aircraft. Mm. yep yeah flying aircraft that my neighbors do that all the time (laughs) yep i live right next door to john travolta (laughs) yeah i worked third shift for years and clean my first start of my career it was brutal yeah, they take a lot of time. Big Ed, welcome to the show. Good to hear you. Thanks, Big Mike. Yeah, remember I had Kane and Spot, the yes. two dogs, and uh, 
All they needed was one fucking squirrel because they'd be pl- looking out the window. <laughs> oh my God. And the dogs would raise hell and wake you up. Uh, Kane, all Kane needed was the power of imagination to get him going. Yeah. Well, he, he was starting to like mellow out at this time. But then Spock got into the mix and like put a little vim and vigor in the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, well, a, a younger, he was a great dog. Yeah, no, no, but a younger pup will do that to an older dog. Make yeah. Be a little active and, you know. And with a cat. Yeah, it works with them too. How many years did you do that? Your night shifts or your third shifts? Uh, like four. That's a long time. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I went through the ranks real quick as far as seniority, because I don't know, the, the company was really growing. So I went from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off to like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off to Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday yeah. off. But it gave you a, a good opportunity to either work on a railroad tycoon or uh, what's the roller coaster tycoon? I was huge railroad tycoon. I mean, I'd have 150, 150 train lines. You know how hard it is to keep track of that? Just even on the slow speed, the slowest speed. Like, listen, we got to move this cattle from Amarillo I'm to Dallas. You. And then yes. from Dallas, we got to, you know, move uh, cotton. So with to, this game, uh, what did you have to do? Like coordinate that? What was the whole idea? Uh, build build an empire. You connect cities like with resources and goods. You just can't build a line and then it doesn't make money because you always have stockholders. And you know, it's actually a good little car to throw in there sometimes when you get in between big cities, a little mail car. That could be a good little money maker. Yeah, well, passenger, passengers was the most money until like the cars were invented. Then like once I got into like the 20th century, it started getting interesting with the inception of rubber, you know, once oil was introduced. Because, you know, when you start out in, I don't know, 1830s, 1840s, you were moving cattle, people, and mail. That was it pretty much. Yep. And then as, as you know, technology mm-hmm. develops, that, that, that happened in real time, you know, in... The, yeah, when you, you're going through that day. second industrial revolution through like the, the late 1800s. Like in the turn of the century, if you weren't like building rail lines and, and buying, you know, or trying to buy out your competition, then that it was pretty much over by the 20s. Like you had to make your moves like from 1880, like 1890 to like 1910, like the, the, the peak of the industrial revolution when rail was really growing. So how did, the, how, did, how did the game, how would you fail at the game? Would your, your uh, railroad go bust and then you got to start all over again? Yeah, yeah, you could, you could go bankrupt. Yeah, I never went bankrupt. Did you, ever you, start, you just start shutting down lines. What you do is you start parking trains and you just get one profit. I start with, you know, just like get like five or six going and then slowly bring another one back and then, you know, Buy buy another company and use their lines, you know, stuff like that. It was fun, you know. You got you you got to get your mind wrapped into the into the, the whole. history, right? Uh, yeah, well, history isn't always proven right because they make the the game will make up the economy, like the economy's uh. good, the economy's tanking. So it's not that part of the economy is not real, like what happened in in. In, in history. real life right right but, but as far as the uh invention of electricity 
uh, oil, all, all that, all the, all that stuff is in real time. That happens. You know, electricity gets introduced. I think in, uh, I want to say turn of the century, maybe like, like in the twenties. I never was on board. It was expensive to build, but they were instant. Like they would accelerate instantly. There, there was advantages, but the investment was always. I, I hung on to the steam engines way too long all the time because I just liked them. The dieselization was slowed down in. Is that a word? Yeah, dieselization is when uh, yeah, American Railroad. Yeah, Big Ed knows. He, he's a he's a railroad guy. That really is a word. Dieselization. Dieselization oh. is when uh, the American railroads went from steam to full diesel, which diesels came on the scene in the 40s. So, like Long Island Railroad ran a steam all the way up to the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, yeah. you still had steam in American railroading. You had steam into the 50s, but by the 60s, steam was done, and it was all diesel. Wow. But speaking of steam, this is weird. This has nothing to do with our show, <laughs> but just being a, you know, you know, kind of a train buff as well. Uh, there is a, and I, I think we've mentioned this, a, on the Union Pacific Railroad, there is a big boy that still runs. Well, there was one that was just brought out of retirement. Yep. Uh, I forget what the engine number like is. Like three or four years yeah. ago. And she runs all, they, they, in the summertime, they, they have that. Because there's like a big depot facility in, I want to say like Wyoming, where they, they do a lot of stuff on trains. Yep. Railroads yeah, that, are cool. Yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, the big boy. I think it's like a, like a two eight four or something like that, or it might be. No, a it's, it's it's crazy, crazy shit. It's yeah. like a eight. No, it's like a four eight eight. Yeah, four eight eight four. Two, yeah, two two drivers. Yeah, there's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. The biggest and the baddest. You could do it. like a hundred and fifteen, but you have to have like the perfect balance of water and 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 fire. And a big straightaway. Yep. They yeah. converted all those locomotives. And the ball is the size of Kansas to do it, too, because <laughs> that could go terribly wrong. It can. But I'd like to. I would like to. That's the Duke boy. I'd like to see that locomotive. I oh, think I there's would, like I a heritage run here in Florida where they, they somewhere like out uh, around Sarasota, you can go on an old rail line. They'll just take you around. There's uh, the Florida Rail Museum, which is in. It's like north, around. north of us, like Ocala-ish, Ocala-ish. Oh, okay. Up that way, there's the Florida Rail. But that, I think they have all diesels. I don't think they have any. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. I know they have diesels, but they don't have. I don't think they have steam. I think they just got. An they have some really cool tours out in the Midwest where you can get on somebody's old trains and ride and go from the coast to coast and do Pacific Coast Highway that kind of shit up the Rockies. Hmm. Uh, Train is is still, they still have some train lines that are like very elegant, very sought after. Sure. Very expensive. It's like like flying first class. Hmm. Which is kind of cool. That ends the rail segment of our show. That's right. Woo woo. (laughs) Uh, We need to have a train whistle. I think we need a train whistle. Yeah, it doesn't work. I could, I could. Let's see what my friend Amazon has. Well, 
Yeah, everybody. Amazon. That's see. Well, that was that was the sweet Melissa, but Amazon can go down. That's a rabbit hole. That's a rabbit hole. How about those rabbit hole commercials? Billy Wabbit. That they played during the Super Bowl and now are played during your regular commercial breaks. I forget what the who is it advertising for. Uh, it's advertising for one of the streaming services. Oh, I saw oh, uh, like Pluto. Yeah, or... something like that. I remember watching that. Speaking of rabbit holes, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why is there a rabbit grabbing onto somebody? That's <laughs> yeah. pretty violent. Yes. There ain't no rabbit hole like that. I just saw that commercial a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, they're, just... they're our show is a rabbit hole. Right. Let's face it. Which I kind of enjoy. It's like a hamster hole. Hamster What's hole. up, Doc? Huh? Uh-huh. Sure, taking that left turn in Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. I'll hit them with this perplexing fastball. What was that? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's so, World Baseball Classic came to an end. Anyone oh. uh, been watching that? Yeah, I, I, I was so... I, why did he chase that pitch? God, he got duped. Oh, like... I, I was that, well. That's tough. Baby. He's trying to defend the plate. Yeah, you know, he he he's looking fastball probably, and and it broke really late, and it broke hard right at the plate. It just like it took a left at Albuquerque on the corner of the plate. You know, a good <laughs> slider when you you know can be tough because you end up chasing it, and uh, you know that's that exactly was, what he did. And he missed. Randy Johnson was able to do it too. Uh, you know, later in his career, and you know, he'd rack up. Yeah. 300 strikeouts every year because of it. But um, you know what? The Japanese pitching was so deep. What they were major, a majority of them were doing were going out throwing two pitches. They're throwing fastball and a split finger fastball. And the splitter, uh, for people not familiar with it, and you need to have really good control with your hand because it's kind of uncomfortable to hold it that way because you got to hold your hand, yep. you know, fingers wide open, but if you perfect it, you, you're going to come over like you're throwing a fastball. So you're not tipping your pitch uh, as long as you're not showing it in the glove. But what's going to happen for the batter, it's going to come right, you know, down the plate and then like a sinker, it just kind of drops off. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a tough one to, you know, if a pitcher masters it, you, it's a, it's a hard thing to hit because one, if you hit it, it's low. It's just ground balls. You know, we weren't getting much stuff up in the air. You know, the few things we got were some infield hits. And defensively, they played good. I mean, the whole series – I mean, really, the whole tournament it was exciting. Um, I mean, Mexico played fantastic. You know, Mexico's not going to sneak up on anyone next World Baseball Class. Which- they kind of showed their hand out. This <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're good. They're only gonna get better. So it's already been announced 2026. Mike Trout said he's already gonna come back. He's more than likely already gonna be named captain uh for Team USA. Um uh, you know, congratulations and compai to uh Japan. They they played fantastic baseball. And for it to end with Shoei Itani. The best. It was a nail biter down to the last pitch. So that's what I. But like. to him to go against Mike Trout, you know, to the end. But like how Japan, you know, qualified and USA qualified. You know, USA was down, and Trey Turner hit a, a grand slam to get USA into the championship game. Japan was down in their game, and they came back. You know, Otani hits a double, uh, and I'm gonna forget the guy that's. Uh, 
whereas Matsui's number 55. He's Japan's home run champ. He had actually broke up their league's record last year. He had 56 home runs in a regular season. He had been in a terrible slump. And, you know, he he gets the winning run to get them in the the finals. And then he hit a solo home run in the championship game. So That was the first game I feel like I've ever watched where a team that was not, quote, unquote, my team won and I wasn't upset at all like they just seemed like such good guys and good players like i don't know it was a really good game and i was happy for them i would imagine there's a lot of camaraderie with the world baseball classic though with 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 different nations and yeah and you know for the most part the teams are respectful to each other um i i think it's been fun i mean the the caribbean nations really were kind of all hands on deck immediately and loved it. Uh, you know, whether it be Venezuela, Puerto Rico. Uh, how did those, Venezuela how did those, like, how did the uh, Caribbean teams fare? Pretty good. Uh, Netherlands was, and it sounds weird to say Netherlands, but you know, they use their Caribbean islands. That's where there's no Hans von Gruber. That's no. playing they're, 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 Dutch baseball, but uh, you know, they have a couple Dutch islands in the Caribbean. Awkward. Nobody was wearing clogs. No clogs. I mean, Cuba made it to the semis. Uh, You know, Puerto Rico and uh, the Dominic kind of got knocked out, but Puerto Rico is always in it. You know, the Dominic won uh, in 2013, won it all. Um, They did? Yeah, 2013, yeah. Yeah, actually, they're the first team in the World Baseball Classic to win all the games. Hmm. Yeah. until Japan, Japan's the second team to do it uh, this this time around. But Mike, too, there's a lot of crossover. Like there's a lot of American players on these other teams because they have it in their heritage. Or oh, is that right? So they yeah, they, you have like a parent, or maybe you were born there, or something like that. You know, there's so some allowance. I, I could see, yeah, I could see that if you were if you're born in the Caribbean somewhere that you would play for that that team i think it's cool and i think it helps with the camaraderie to me it seems but i would imagine the caribbean the caribbean this is where we're getting a lot of our talent sure in major league baseball anymore but like in asia you know i mean korea and obviously japan they've won the tournament three times now but korea is always very good um chinese taipei always makes it uh I think China was in a tournament this time, or there were at least, you know, they, there was a play-in tournament. You know, they, they, it started with 12 teams in 2006. Now there's 20 teams once the uh, tournament starts now. So they were able to expand it. Uh, the Czech Republic uh, was a first-time uh, entry. So we're, we're seeing new countries. I think the first time for Israel, too. Oh, wow. Israel, yeah. huh? Yep. Italy was there, and they had a – uh, espresso machine, no dugout. <laughs> Shut up. Are you I'm, serious? That's what I asked yep, too. I they like, did. Uh-huh. Well, hey. hey, hey, managed by old Mike Piazza. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so they, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's Great Britain had a pretty good run. Um, there's a, there's a country. Time. Yeah. There's a country you don't really associate with baseball at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you talk to Brits, they're like, we understand baseball. We play as a kid. It's called rounders. There's a similar game, similar game. Okay. Yeah. 
So, you know, which more than likely the history of baseball was it really double day? Probably not. But uh, British folks know, understand. They could sit and watch a baseball game and understand it because yeah. of because of rounders. And I think in in the world we live today, I with the access to entertainment and sports, all of this spreads. Well, look, it didn't come from cricket because I've watched cricket <laughs> dozens of times. I cannot figure out that game other than That's like. A- Oh, he hit me wickets, you know, and that's about it. <laughs> Shiver me wickets. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. That's that was a great sport night episode. They were trying to come up with a with a catchphrase for <laughs> for that with the wickets. Yeah. They're trying to make it sound exciting. Right. They couldn't. Jeremy, remember Jeremy? He was kind of a nerdy uh yes. stack guy. He was trying to come up with a cool couldn't didn't do and it. he was always like studying the weather. He's like, oh, something's happening like in Argentina, so that's how it's going to affect the weather here. <laughs> so great, um, yeah. So a hey, World Baseball Classic, it's going to be back, uh, and then you know we're we're right around the corner. We're like a week away from uh, Opening Day Baseball. Like, time flies, doesn't it? Yep. So, time flies. So very excited. Uh, yep. March Madness still going through. There's some big upsets. I, I guess so. Talking with some buddies that were on the trip with me, they they had brackets. Everybody's brackets got really <laughs> oh, blown yeah. away. Yeah, because of some big upsets this past oh, week. There are some huge. There are a couple of 15 seeds that won a 16 seed. Good job, Purdue. Yep. Hey. What's Subway. Up? Subway. So Welcome, slow. Subway. I was just watching the uh, I was just watching the San Diego State Alabama game before uh, the uh, li- uh, live show aired. Um, Go Aztecs! I've never heard they, of San Diego. They just State won right now. They beat Alabama. They did. <laughs> oh, good because uh, if Alabama stayed in, that would have been a problem, anyways. Yeah, and uh, the last number one seed remaining is currently losing uh, eighty. To 67, Houston, uh, University of Houston uh, is the number one seed. They're losing to Miami. Oh, wait, Whoa, Miami the Canes. No, no, yeah. Hurricane's still in. Yeah. Huh. So I take it the University of Miami is not really known for their basketball program. Not usually, but they're... they're usually, they're more football. Yeah. Football, baseball. Yeah. I mean, they had the Rock over there at one point. Mm-hmm. They did. Well, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like in the nineties? <laughs> yeah, he he played football for them. Well, yeah, yeah, I get that. Well, listen, <laughs> Rock, are are you serious? I mean, they had Jimmy. J- they won like five national champions uh, chips. Uh, they 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 have Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. They they, they Michael Irvin and, and Warren Sapp. Sean Taylor. Jeremy Shockey. The Edge. Uh, And not the guy that played for you, too. Ed Reed. Edrin James. No, Edrin James. Ed Reed also played in Miami. Ed Reed. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to tell me that The Rock. (laughs) What is Subway Slam? He's he's got a reference (laughs) wrestling. Come on. I mean, WrestleMania is like. Man, you are just drinking that Rock Kool Aid. 
I mean, come on. WrestleMania is nine days away. Yeah, and guess who's not going to be there? The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> yeah. He's making another shitty movie. Yeah, he's just like, that. Eh, just something straight to video. Me and Nick Cage. Did that, um, yeah. did that, uh, wow. Riverboat, what's hey, it called? Later, smack on? it down. <laughs> How'd that last movie you did? It was like based on the Disney ride, the River Cruise, whatever the I fuck that was. No. Oh, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. How'd that do? I think all right. I it's, mean, I don't yeah, know. I haven't seen it. Has anybody seen that movie? Nope. No. No. All right. There you go. Oh, uh, we, we did watch everything everywhere all at once. Oh my gosh. I'm so everywhere, everything all at once. Yeah. Who is in this film? Uh, Michelle Yao. Uh Ki Yu Kwan. Um, uh Data. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only name I could say. So you did good. Is it? Is it won. Good? It won original screenplay, best director, best movie, uh, best actor. lead female, wow. best supporting actress, best supporting, supporting. actor. Hmm. You gotta see it. So what's the uh, premise best, of the movie? Um, best director, best picture. Mindfuck yeah. is the premise of the movie. Yeah, it's. All right, so it's like uh, take the idea of there's multiple universes, there's multiple yous, and each you've made different choices, and because of that, you're a different version each universe. But it's wow, that's crazy. Beyond that, even yeah, like it's that's like a summary. And it's about relationships. Her relationship, the lead character with her her dad, her her husband, her daughter. You know, things are going on, and how you deal with it, and. There's a lot of layers to it. Super hmm, interesting. It's, so it, how how it's, it's funny, it's surreal, and it's uh, and it's emotional. Like is it a comedy? What what's the genre of the film? Um, dramedy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's on its own. Yeah, I don't know if you could pigeonhole it. Mm, okay, you just it's a movie to watch with an open mind. But I'd say of films that have one. Honestly, in my opinion, and again, it's all subjective. Just well, my take. You're allowed. Just, it's your just, show. Just, you know, movies that won Best Picture in, say, the last 10 years. I've rewatched this one. Mm -hmm. I had a fun okay. time watching it. Like I said, it it had a little something. It moved along. The performances were fantastic. Uh, you could say it's fiction. That's Well, it's definitely fiction. That's about all I can come up with. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a little sci-fi. Okay, yeah. but like well, said, definitely, there, yeah. there are parts of comedy and drama, and 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 again, just like uh, I don't know, very uh, I don't know, surreal. It certainly makes you think. Hmm. What and after that? Think about hmm, what is my other universe me doing right now? Yeah, and then she could tap into that person and take their talents and use that because there was like a, an evil force in the, the galaxy, and then she had to battle that, and then it just kind of turned into wow, something there's some else. layers, huh? There were a lot of layers. It, you, you have to kind of pay attention. But to oh. me, it just made me think during and after, like, what was this about? Like, Well, sure. What, what, what was the meaning of this film? What was the screenwriter going for? But, and I think too, I think to me, I think that they were probably actually going for people coming up with their own ideas about what it, it meant. No, oh. I mean, I think Which a good so movie fun. should do that. Yeah, yeah. 
force you to think a little bit. Uh-huh. I, I think it's about relationships at the end. Yeah. Really with the, you know, because it, it, it just kind of always circled around, you know, the conflict was always centered around the multiple relationships. Yeah. Mm. Right. And then they were just, you know, they, they go into a universe and they have like hot dog fingers. That's pretty funny. <laughs> hot dog fingers. Yeah. He's Whoa. not even kidding. It's exactly what you're thinking. Like hot dogs for fingers? Yes. It's <laughs> it's pretty jiggle. funny. Yeah, they, they like jiggle. Weird. They're really big. They're oh like foot long. Oh my god. That's weird. Oh I, my gosh, I almost got hot dogs for dinner. I wish I would have now. Wow. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But it you know, watch it with an open mind. It's different, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. Um very cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. We haven't watched anything else uh, newer like that. We're keeping up with the the new South Park, which has been fantastic. How many seasons it. are we in with South Park now? I think 26. technically twenty six, right? Is that wow. right? Yeah, twenty six. Subway, are you watching the new ones? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, I love it. Uh, the the episode about Chat GPT, which <laughs> that, folks, that if was... it's real. All right, all right. So I'm trying to explain to Sweet Melissa in real time while the episode's going on what it is. And ChatGPT is like AI, and you could text it, and it talks to you. And- I thought they exaggerated, and then I read some article about it, and I'm like, holy shit, they didn't even exaggerate. No, it look, it's actually <laughs> kind of scary. This whole AI thing, like we're going way too close to Skynet launching. Yeah. But with that said, oh, yeah. the episode was co-wrote by Chat GT, uh, GPT. It was, yeah, yeah. Casey called it before Are it came up on the me? screen. He yeah. called it. I was no, like, they, they, no way. They co-wrote. You know, they used AI to right. co-wrote the episode. Uh, let me ask you a question: Do you think these motherfuckers with this AI uh, shit do they not watch the same movies we watch? About like, you know, have they not watched they're Terminator? Narcissists. They're narcissists. Yeah. Because Terminator or, shit scares me. Yeah, that's not happy. AI is yeah. not a happy thing. Hey, listen, AI people, AI is not a happy thing. Yeah, the Quit ma- it. Yeah, Matrix. Yeah, not happy. Not a happy it, movie. This is this is the bad AI. The good AI is Allen Iverson. Well, sometimes. Well, yeah. The good AI uh, is my robot vacuum. If you don't read into that's any of his stuff that happened when he was in high school, if you kept on court, that's good AI. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, I just uh, speaking. Uh, speaking of, oh. Yeah, speaking. Oh. Speaking of uh, new stuff, I just uh, mm. watched the uh, the whale. Nah. All right, so <gasps> that movie got a lot of. Uh, I heard talk. that movie's very depressing. So the guy's and like a big. Uh, what's his name? Pay, plays a big fat guy, right? Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Somebody, Somebody thought won. it was he a won. comedy. He was laughing he at him the whole time. Yeah. That whale, he's funny as fuck. That guy, he jiggles when he moves. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. Where? Why is he not in the water? Yeah, is this What's free so Willy Thirteen? It? It's yeah. fun to watch him eat fourteen cheeseburgers. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh my god! Fourteen. So, is this movie uh, the whale? Is that based on? Is it fiction or is it? Ba- it's fiction. fiction. It's fiction. Yeah. Uh, so it that- has Brendan Fraser. Uh, whoever the ginger girl is from Stranger Things, uh, I I don't know her exact name because uh, I don't watch Stranger Things. Surprisingly, um, 
because I don't, I mean, I, we have literally this, uh, this show, uh, to talk about the 1980s. Um, it's, this show's better than Stranger Things, but not the point. Uh, but yeah, uh, this show, uh, the, this movie was really, really, really depressing, honestly. Um, what happens to this whale guy? Um, so he is an English teacher, um, and he basically in this movie, uh, he is, uh, basically seeing his daughter for like, uh, the first time, uh, in like so sad that many years. Funny. She's laughing. No, it's, no, it's not funny. It's really depressing. Um, it's just like, just like the, a, a fat person's version of the wrestler. Cause it sounds familiar <laughs> already. No, seriously. That's. With the wrestler was the same guy that wrote it, Darren Fransky. Oh, really? Yeah. So you think he Mickey, recycled? Mickey Mickey Rourke was a wrestler <laughs> trying to like get his life straight, and he had and he's trying to repair his relationship with his daughter. Well, well, here's the difference. Um, well, he can't wrestle. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Is, they they, he's they, trying they, to repair his relationship with his asshole because he's you know he shits too much. I, <laughs> No, so they should have called this movie "Too Fat to Wrestle." Too fat to wrestle. Yeah, um, uh, I was gonna say uh, this guy, this uh, Brendan Fraser character. <laughs> uh, Brendan Fraser's uh, character, uh, Charlie. He is a uh, uh, English instructor. Um, so he teaches online uh, writing courses, um, but um, he keeps his webcam off. Uh, so like he doesn't turn on his camera. No one knows like who he is. Uh, Sweet Melissa has a question. She has her hand raised. Subway, can you answer her question? Yeah. Is it stupid or not? I'm sorry. It's very important. Is this movie about people who work from home and get very large? This guy's been large. Oh, thank you. But he's not in charge. Uh, No, Charles's. Charles, Charles in, charge. in charge. Yeah. The, do- the donuts in charge. Donuts. Ah, sorry, continue. Mm, donuts. Uh, yeah, and he's, uh, he's literally, like, he's dying. Um, From being too fat? Well, he doesn't much. want to upset his asshole, so he's holding his poop. Oh, God. It's horrible. Can't hold poop. Don't hold poop, Charles. Just let it go. Just let it go, buddy. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but um, yeah. Anyways, uh, this is a great movie. I recommend it. Um, this is a good reason why Brendan Fraser is uh back. Um, he did outstanding. Uh, in this role. Uh, was he, he really the Encino like, Man? Yeah, yeah, Encino, Encino Man. Man. Yeah. Wait, uh, really? It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. He got a he, I'm, like, I'm serious. Was he wearing a fat suit or did he put on weight for this role? Uh, no, both. He, he had to put, yeah. That guy, see, man, as, as an actor, that that just. Not no, it's not. They, because they, they, they put this weight on for these films and then they, when they have to take weight off, that's not a negative thing. You know, they, they trim up, but to put weight on and then they got to take it off when it's done. Damn, that's, that's, it can't be good. No, Tom Hanks has a lot of medical issues because of that. Because he did that a couple times, like back to back. Uh, what Castaway, well, right? Stretching your stomach and then yeah, c- yeah, yeah, yeah. And he put on a lot of weight to go into Castaway. 
And then he lost then, weight. But he did it for Philadelphia. He lost a lot of weight for that movie, too. De Niro lost a lot of weight to play uh, Jake. Uh, or no, did he? No. Did, he he, he, uh, he did something. I forgot what No, I think exactly he put did. on weight for Jake LaMotta. He put on weight. Yeah, he put on weight for Jake LaMotta. Also, a little update. Uh, Houston just lost to Miami. Wow. All the number ones are gone. All the number ones are gone. The 13-4 Houston uh, just lost. Houston. Oh, and, and and did you see the big news for Big East basketball? St. Uh, John's, the Red Storm signed Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. Yeah. Oh, my. I forgot Saint, the guy. St. John's him. is back, baby. Yeah. Buckle up, folks. Big East basketball is back. Why does Rick? Yeah, I forgot Rick Pitino is coaching because the guy literally just disappeared from, from Louisville after well, the whole he, I, yeah, yeah, he had to disappear. I don't even know what exactly likely. happened. Uh, you know, it's just stuff with boosters and, you know. I thought you were going to say boo. Well, th- there was that. They were throwing parties in the dorms that were oh. like. Uh, Where's boosters? Louisville. They touching his wee-wee. Oh, boy. You know, just uh, parties they shouldn't have been having. I mean, they were kind of basically sponsored by uh, people that shouldn't have been. It is what it is, but he had been coaching at a, a little school in like upstate New York and Iona. Iona, yeah. And they, yeah. I think they made the tournament for a while. Yeah, they made it, I think, three of like four years he was there. That sounds yeah. You know, but Patino's I mean, they made a it good, this year. Yeah, he's he's a good coach. I mean, he, yeah. he knows he won a basketball. couple. Yeah, sure he, did. I mean, he he coached uh, for Kentucky uh, for a while, like eight years. They won, He yeah. won a uh ncaa tournament uh he won ncaa tournament with kentucky and then yep he won he was with louisville for 16 years won well one a uh one a uh uh march madness tournament there but now it's considered vacated because of everything that right. happened yeah i don't know that's kind of nonsense i mean yeah and i'll just say because they were just the ones caught, you know. I yeah. mean, if you investigate, you know, some other programs, I'm like, you, you tell me there's not some tomfoolery going around. It, it's interesting how they pick and choose uh, what what programs they want to hammer. And uh, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, shout out to uh, St. John's and shout out to the Big East. Yeah. I'm all I'm all about that Big East. Big East. So we're coming we're coming close to the when does Wait, it when are we back? Yeah, they got Villanova. Well, well of course not they got more Villanova. Villanova. Well, Villanova sucks now, uh, but they have really? UConn. Yeah, just Big East isn't as uh, prominent um, oh, well, as, yeah. as it was, you know. But I mean, in the '80s, early '90s, I mean, it was all about Big East basketball. So we should be pulling into the end of all this, right? The tournament's coming to uh Yeah, you have a, a sweet sweet 16 and uh Elite 8 will be through this weekend and then um then you'll the, the final, final four. Yeah, then you'll lead into the final four and uh, the championship game. So Casey, do you know our niece's school made the sweet 16? We saw yes. that, yeah. Yep. That she's that. very excited. She doesn't know anything about sports. Is she excited <laughs> or are we being facetious? No, no, she's been texting Tebow. Oh, good. That's good. She's so she's getting the school spirit. 
Yes. Of yes. All the, yes. Of all people. The owls. Well, pretty, everyone, that's, a, everyone, that's a pretty badass. Well, mascot. everyone knows an owl's just great at basketball. Owls are just fucking Ooh, cool, right. dude. Who doesn't love an owl? I Ooh. love I love owls. Me too. Yeah, they're birds of prey that look them. so cuddly. Yep. Yeah, they'll fuck you up. <laughs> that's right, but they, they look so cuddly. So is a panda bear. <laughs> yeah, they look cuddly, but they'll kill you. Still so. But I love owls. Hoot, hoot. Yep. Hootie hoot. Oh, uh, Big Mike. Yeah. You were in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta. Hampton, Georgia, actually, where the racetrack's located. Where is that in, like, north south? south? South of Atlanta. Okay. So it was pretty awesome, man. Awesome track. Let me tell you, the racetrack. They rebuilt the track, reconfigured it to 28-degree banking. This racetrack now. Wow. So it races like a super speedway. The cars, yeah. they run super speedway uh, package. So the pa- same package they run at Daytona and Talladega, they now run at Atlanta. And you can see it's very similar pack-type racing. Uh, but it was cool. The racetrack itself, uh, for all of our fans out there who have gone to you know, cup races – I'll tell you, this had this this the grandstands had the most room I've ever seen in my life. Really, figure Daytona, which all of us have here have been to Daytona. The space in front of you, double it. Wow, double it, and then you had a a aluminum shelf that ran the length of the grandstands in front of you, where you can put your beer. Wait, and your, everyone had that shelf. Well, we're in the 200 section. All of the 200 section had it. Okay. So I don't know if the lower 100 section had it or not, but everybody up in the 200 section, which is the second tier yeah. at the track, had it. That's nice. It's freaking awesome. So, you know, with Atlanta, everything there is new, relatively new. Because the track, what's the front stretch now, used to be the back stretch. It's a what they consider a quad oval now. It has two dog legs on the front st- front stretch. Many of the drivers say that Atlanta's been ruined. With the racing I saw, I'm going to say no. Yeah, because the track's narrower, and they went to that banking. Uh, so you lose a couple lanes. You maybe. lose some lanes. But these guys were running three wide. There was some three wide racing on Sunday. It was good racing. It was good it, racing. It was better than Daytona, for sure. Now, the interesting, did anybody catch the Xfinity race on Saturday? I did not. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a big question about that. Yes. What is the, is it about Josh Williams? Yes. Okay. Uh, why did he just park his car on front stretch? Yeah, and okay. then just walk away. Which was awesome. And so you were there. I was there. I, so we had tickets for all the races this past weekend. So... Saturday was double double header with trucks first, which was a freaking caution fest, huh. which bled over into the Xfinity race, which was a caution fest as well. However, the the last sixty or seventy so laps of the Xfinity race, they cleaned it up and they ran okay. Uh, so Josh Williams, he was uh, involved in a a wreck during the early part of the race. He went into the pits. And it was a chilly day. 
the whole weekend was chilly. Oh yeah. There, yeah. There, there were no really warm days. In fact, we didn't come back to Florida until Monday. Monday morning we got up. It was twenty six degrees. Oh, wow. Wow. So well, yeah. Hmm. It was on race day. The high, I believe, it got to forty. Wow. 45 or 46 however that's deceiving for whatever reason when we're up in the stands going to the track you had a heavy jacket on mm-hmm. relatively you know not 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 a ski jacket but you had a you had a decent jacket i dressed in layers of course t-shirt long sleeve shirt jacket sure. once you got up in the stands the sun was so bright and warm you stripped down you you could strip down to your t-shirt but at Saturday, as the sun, towards the end of the Xfinity race, the sun went behind the clouds and yeah, it got it got chilly real again. quick. Yep. So back to Josh Williams. Josh Williams went into the pits. They he was on the car on the on the repair clock to get the car fixed. Right. They put some tape on the car, bare bond as it's called, which is really Gorilla glue? Well, no, it's duct tape. It's like like yeah. duct tape. It's 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 sheets of tape, so you can patch these race cars out, and you can travel at a two hundred miles an hour, and it's not going to peel off. However, it peeled off, cool. and they can you can contribute that to a chilly day. The adhesive isn't working as well. NASCAR has a rule after the cars after a race car has been repaired, if anything falls off the race car after the repairs nascar has the option to park you so just as the the they started uh it was it just as they threw the green green flag after that caution period the damn tape and it came off right in front of us i'm like son of a bitch another we're going back under another caution they ran a lap and nascar flew the flew the yellow flag uh not long after that they told and being up in the stands we didn't have headsets on listening to nascar we didn't know what was happening but josh williams pulls up parks his race car on the start finish line shuts it off gets out and walks towards the pits so nascar used their option which i think it was a little i've listened to a lot of different opinions about this this week because this has been the big buzz about what josh williams did on saturday nascar went for the most extreme uh punishment for this event and they parked him they said nascar told him okay bring the car in that big piece of bear bond the piece of bear bond is that tape was probably just guessing is probably about two feet wide by about three feet or so so it's a big piece it's a big piece of black tape that ended up on the racetrack. Some said, and I didn't see this, that part of the race car, so part of the parts, part of the fender that was patched came off. Up in the stands, I didn't see that. Maybe on TV that was seen. So uh, NASCAR went with the nuclear option and said, park your car, you're done. You're done for the day. He didn't like that. So he, to protest NASCAR's um, call, he basically gave NASCAR the big middle finger and parked the car on the front stretch on the start finish line and started walking towards the pits, flashed the peace sign to us, everybody in the crowd, everybody cheered for him. He went on TV, gave the old heart symbol (laughs) 
so he had good spirits about it, but NASCAR had no good feelings about what happened. Story goes, NASCAR called him to the trailer and made him wait for half the, you know, for half the race, couple, you know, 30, yeah, that, 40 that's, minutes. That's dumb. Before they came to talk to him. NASCAR didn't bring down the penalty until Wednesday. He's suspended for one race. Yep. For actions detrimental to NASCAR or stock car racing, and then they got him on another. Uh, See, that that's where NASCAR, the, the officiating's dumb. That that was way too heavy-handed. And, again, agreed. I, I think he handled it great because he's like, I would do it again, but I respect NASCAR's decision. He did say that. He's like, they have to do what they have to do. I'm like, damn. He just out-high-roaded NASCAR. The officials. Yeah. <laughs> he was the high road. I, yeah. I mean, look, should he park the car there? Probably, probably, probably not. But probably look, not, he did but, a protest you know and he walked away. It, it is what it is. Uh, and he I, wasn't shitty about any of it. He had a no. smile on his face when yeah. he was interviewed on TV. He, he carried himself well. A true professional. And I don't think the sponsors can get mad because they got a lot of TV time over yeah. this. Of course they did. Yeah. So the as a, and I was, the, the if I was the sponsor, on the car. Sure. If I was a sponsor, I'd be like, all right, hey, whatever. Eh, shit happens. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. So we so what did you think the the action on the the big race though? The big race was good. Yeah, big race. So you had, you didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, get in line and just ride. They did that for towards the end of the race. Uh, Joey, the Fords were fast, man. Ford had it down at Atlanta this past weekend. What really struck me and made me happy. I'm not a fan of this guy, but I I, I respect him and I think he is one of the ambassadors of. NASCAR, and that's Brad Keselowski had a fucking good run. He almost won that race, but Joey Logano wasn't going to be stopped. The the old Penske cars were the class of the field, but okay. Keselowski got his crew chief Casey McCall. Oh yeah, that's where he's at now. Yep, crew chiefing for Bad Brad. Bad Brad, that's the team. That's the team I got to root for this year. You got to root for uh, team Pen- or a team. Uh, it's uh, Roush Racing. Roush, Roush Keselowski. Roush Fenway. I, li- I like the name RK. Casey McCall. No. So, but yeah, it, it was good. To Casey see. knows why. Right. Yeah. It was good to see Bad Brad run good. Wait, did I say his name right, or did I make that name up? I don't know. I think you said it right. Right? right. Okay. Casey McCall. What what show is he from? From uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why I say I like that name. Yeah, yeah. I I could be on board with it. It it just made me think, though, if I had uh, the crew chief's name right. We're we're gonna we're gonna verify this. Yeah, we're we're going to uh, because sometimes my brain goes into other places. (laughs) My brain's always in other places. So, uh, where, where were the campgrounds? Matt at? McCall. Oh, Matt, Matt McCall. Oh, no. Casey McCall's from Sports Show. No, it's Matt yeah. McCall. Matt McCall. Matt McCall. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Sorry to get your name wrong. Yeah. I knew you were McCall. 
of the McCall clan. McCall clan. <laughs> Wasn't there somebody on TV, McCall? McCall? Well, Sports Night. But I mean, on like 80s, like uh, series television. Wasn't that a magazine? Uh, well, there's McCall, so there's a ladies magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, McCall, well, didn't he write that uh, CB song? What was his name? Uh, that was... Uh, DB? No. Um, our, son of a bitch. Uh, Is that the McCall? CW, CW McCall. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're thinking of him. Convoy? Convoy. Con- no, convoy. Yes, he did Convoy. He... Uh, in which he's even a bear in the air. <laughs> Calling all trucks that use the duck. Such a good movie. It is such a good yeah. movie. The song's <laughs> kind of good. I, I kind of like the song. That's like country rap, you know? <laughs> Before it was a thing. Yep. Yeah. Because this is like 1977. So, but th- let me tell you, here's what I liked about Atlanta. One of the things. Um, not only the seating, don't get me wrong, Daytona will always be one of my favorite racetracks. Yeah. I love Daytona. I, I, can, I was talking to one of my buddies at work today. I love Daytona. I'm excited about going to Daytona in August for the Coke Zero 400. But man, to have a little bit of stretch room, that was super, super, super nice. Uh, the concourse is much like Daytona Rising at the track. The concourse area, a lot of room to get around because there's a bazillion people that go to these races. How much we, was a beer? That's I, didn't, you know, I, did. brought, I don't drink anymore, but I'm curious. Uh, I don't know, Big Ed. I didn't pay attention. We brought our own beer with us. Nice. nice. So, of course. Uh, we were consuming our own beverages, which when we went grocery shopping, that was that took up the most room in our cart. Did you? Of course. Wait, did so there's a newer beer out here. I think it's like from Guatemala. It's called Rio. We didn't oh, buy any of but that. You could get like a case of it, like a suitcase for, for what, like five like bucks. Seven dollars. Pretty much, yeah. Have you tried it? It's actually decent. Rio. Okay, we might have to get some for the show next week. That's true. Yeah, but you can only buy it as a suitcase. Oh, oh so it, so buy make, a bit make, large and in charge. Or? Yeah, you gotta you gotta make room in that fridge. So it's it's a twenty four pack or or nothing. nothing. <laughs> they good. They're going for volume. Oh, they go for volume. It's from like maybe it's Panama. I don't know. It's one. It's somewhere around there. So part of these trips, not El only Segundo, El Segundo, I California. Know. Yeah, no, no. It's not. Uh, one of the things. Not only do I, I'll finish this thought, and then we're going to go about the camping yes. aspect of the trip. Oh. Um. One thing I like about, I thought was cool about Atlanta, there's no sight obstructions. Your sight line across the racetrack is unobscured. That's why the sun felt hot. No, it was hot. I got a sunburn and it was fucking 45 degrees out, (laughs) which, you know, the the sun's rays are hot, whether whether it's cold out or not. But anyhow, um, the camping area in the center of the track is actually sits a little lower than ground level right so your sight lines are awesome you see the cars every part of the racetrack that's you, you always good you don't lose the race cars that's good so that that's pretty kick-ass um camping was relatively uneventful we didn't have any visitors Aww, no visitors this boobies? year no boobies Aww. no boobages it's too cold for boobs too cold for boobs <laughs> however because of the cold 
Um, BC. Yes. One of the legendary guys. Yes. He is very, very, very resourceful. None of us, of course, brought gloves. To me, I'm not a glove guy. To me, it wasn't cold enough yet. 26 degrees. If I had to spend all day outside in 26 degrees, I'd probably wear gloves. But for me to be around the campfire at night, my uh, koozie is keeping my hand warm enough. <laughs> However, BC got a little little chilly, and uh, he put he had makeshift gloves. They were socks. <laughs> they cut holes in. No, he did not cut holes in them. But the sock did come alive. Oh, God. <laughs> I will show a picture of the sock. Of a sock puppet? Yes. Yay. Sock cock? And the sock uh, got a name. Socko? No, Reginald. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, Reg we have a new member of our uh, our race crew. It's Reginald the sock. And um, there he is. There's Reginald. This is Reginald. Hey, oh, kind of looks like nice. a cousin of Sako. So we we have Reginald the Sock. He looks so nice and friendly. He is very friendly. He talks very softly. Very, so, he talks sockly. Does he have so a high pitched voice? Or he a low -pitched very voice? very kind of a high pitched voice. Okay, good. That's what I thought. And uh, Bruce, the legend, went around to different campsites. There's <laughs> and introduced. Uh, he had that damn sock on his hand. Bruce did? Yeah. There's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> because we had uh, we had some of the worst karaoke I've ever heard in my life from the motorhome across the motorhome lot from us. Oh man. I had we had to turn our music up to drown out the karaoke. Wait, Terrible. What time do the noises go away? Midnight. During... So oh. they're they're when you get your race tickets and you or not your tickets but when you rent your camp site at the racetrack they give you rules you get you get a little list of rules between midnight and 7 a.m is quiet time oh, good. so turn your shit off do they enforce it yeah yeah but most most of campers respect it mm -hmm. by midnight everybody's done anyway you've you've had enough to drink right all day yeah especially on you know if it was a warmer if the weather was warmer, people would be out later, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I'm sure there's people up. Well, we've been up later. We've been up to one o'clock in the morning and carrying on and whatnot. But you carry on at a lower pitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Hmm. But yeah, this karaoke, they ran that shit right to midnight, noon, right to midnight. <laughs> and it was bad. It was so off key. Shit, I could have gone up there and sang better. Be really shit. bad. Well, people like that, you just got to boo. Bruce made sure to go with with Reginald the sock puppet, <laughs> Reggie. People like that, I just I just boo. I just let him know. He went like, and look, said, you're putting out in public domain. That is public domain. Yeah. So, so if you're gonna get up and sing horrible, horrible, so off key. I mean, if there were dogs, they would have been howling. Uh -huh. If you saw a tree with crows, they flew out of it. You know, all at once, fifty crows. That's a lot of crows. Well, bad karaoke will do that. <laughs> isn't that like, isn't that like a uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds? Yeah, fucking. They're trying to fly away from that karaoke. Bad karaoke. Yikes! 
So Wait, when you camp, is it always in the middle? No, we, we camp outside. So you, you can, there's, there's camping on the inside. You pay more for that. We camped, we had, we camped outside the track on the track property. Of course we got premium, a premium site. We were, so there's you know, obviously there's roads that lead to the different parking lots mm -hmm. where we were. So uh, race fans who watch the race, there's uh, condos on the outs uh, on turn four, wow. on the turn really? four above the turn four grandstands. We camped directly across the street from that. Oh, wow. And so we were basically a parking lot from the condos. gates. Condos. Yeah, you can buy a condo. I don't know if there's any for sale there. I, I, that's interesting. We should Google that. But there's condos at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah, Airbnb, I'm sure. Oh, I guarantee it. We were talking about that. What do you think you could get for an Airbnb um, on race weekend? It'd be a ripoff. Absolute ripoff. But there's people who would pay it. So if I had a condo there, race weekend, son of a bitch, I'm buying oh. grandstand tickets yeah. and sitting in the grandstand, staying at a hotel if I live there. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm renting out the, the condo for the oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm not paying it. Look I'll let somebody up. else pay it. Hmm. So our camping space would kick ass because we crossed the street, walked through a parking lot, and we're at the racetrack. And then what, how how'd you your provisions for food and all that? Oh, we we had steaks, burgers, hot dogs. Oh, you had a grill and stuff like grill. that? We have a grill. Oh, we stay with my buddy Daryl has a really, really nice 35-foot travel trailer. Okay. So we have, refer you know, it's all the amenities of home. No. They only start at 340000 Only. How many square night. feet? Probably not. It looks like a, like a, what do you call those fancy places at a football game? Uh, like a, a suite? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're overlooking the racetrack. Is that what it is? Yeah, you overlook the racetrack. It's not a suite. There, those are condos. I mean, do you think it used to be a suite? No, those those were purposely built as condos. Wow, that's insane. So those were, yeah. Two bedroom penthouse. $330,000. dollars 40. $340,000. Eh, that doesn't sound bad. No. But again, I, I don't I don't think I'd pay that. That's not for me. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah, as much as I like racing, I want a house. Oh, it starts at that. So, but yeah, our provisions, we eat pretty good. Uh, let me tell you this. We went shopping at a Kroger. We passed the Publix, which was a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty of Publix in the state uh, of Georgia. Sure. So my buddies, and, and granted, we want to make our dollars stretch. We were on our way to a Walmart, and then they saw the Kroger. Let's just go to the Kroger. Not impressed with the Kroger. I'm not, not impressed. Not impressed. Bakery, not impressed. Meat selection, not impressed. Next year, we're going to Publix. I'm going to tell them, fuck Kroger. Sorry, Kroger. We're going to Publix. <laughs> Kroger is only good because you can get uh, fuel points. And you can I used them tonight. Fuel. Did you use Kroger few points? Yeah, I I paid. Do you get Kroger? Do you have Kroger delivery at the house? Well, we we had an offer to get. You know, what do you think? What do you think of Kroger? Initially, well, don't I get bananas from it. them. Don't Why they get bananas. shitty? Why they? Are no, they, they were the greenest bananas ever. I love green bananas. 
heads. No, no they never turned. They were like oh. three weeks. They were still green. <laughs> it's like they're still on the brown. damn tree. <laughs> yeah. They picked them too early. They were brown. That's pretty bad. They're in the freezer. They're going to be banana bread. Yeah. Well, or... That's delicious. Or are they going to yeah, be projectiles? The thing. What's that? They'll be projectiles or weapons. Huh? Yeah. True. In the beginning, in the beginning, I loved the whole Kroger grocery delivery thing. And then I didn't because we got bananas and then I realized that my gluten-free bread was moldy. Really? Frozen, frozen gluten-free bread that I had eaten the day before I realized it was moldy. Well, I'm sure you could. I'm sure they have some kind of return policy. Well, I got my money back. But yeah. I mean, the amount of mold on this bread, it's like, one, how did I not see it before I ate it the first day? Oh, boy. I thought it was like freezer burnt. Like, not freezer burnt. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It was gross. Um, I don't know. Could have been better. Could have been worse. That part was awful. The bananas were awful. What else was awful? Was there anything else? No, just pretty much that. So, like, all in all, I mean, if you can handle some bananas you can't eat and some bread that you can't eat. You're okay with it. Yeah. And right. he, I mean, there were a lot of discounts, and they offered, like, I don't like, $30, $15 off three orders or 30 or something. But I paid three nineteen for gas today, and that well, was just that's, that's a plus. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. I just, I, I wasn't impressed with their meat selection. Although the meat we did get was decent. We, we did cook uh, ribeyes. Nice. Uh, hamburgers are okay. I, I just think, I don't know, I'm spoiled. I, anybody out there in podcast land, if you have a Publix near you and you shop at a Publix, you get spoiled. I think Publix in the world of supermarkets, call me biased because they're my local supermarket. I think they're the best, the best. Meat selection, incredible. Bakery, it's just as good as any corner bakery mm -hmm. that you can find. Mm -hmm. So th those are those are a couple things that, eh. But we ate good. We had, you know, we had breakfast every day. We cooked lunch before going to the racetrack. We had dinners. We had snacks. Aww. They were a bunch of guys. But here's the thing. Who do you think is the cleanup guy for all this stuff? You. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Definitely know all, again, we talked about this. If you go back in the podcast history, everybody, which you can do on Podbean. Yep. I've talked about this before. And this, hey, buddies out there who are listening, Daryl, Mike. <laughs> oh, I thought you were calling one out. Bruce, Brian. I love you guys. I do. I love you guys more than anything. But you, I know all you motherfuckers are married. Because the shit just goes in the sink. <laughs> Me being the bachelor, having to clean up after myself, I'm like, why are we just putting forks in the sink? Why don't we wash? The, <laughs> why don't we wash our forks? So I just volunteered to be the KP guy. You were the house mom. I was the house mom. You could learn a lot from the guy from uh, the circus and get a big shovel. So if it weren't for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to yank my own chain. If it weren't for me, we wouldn't have clean silverware every day. We'd be right. eating with gross, Ew. nasty silverware. With or you could get plastic flatware, from paper Kroger plates. Red. So everybody, you're welcome.
Big Mike on a mission to wash dishes. One fork at a time. (laughs) Are you forking me? (laughs) So, but oh no, good time. So, good time. I I hated that I had to miss the show. I don't like missing Fridays. I hate missing Fridays. Yeah. That's all right. So, but here I am, everybody. And Casey, if they want to get in contact with us because our show content is so awesome, or if they had any questions you can or inquiries, how you, would they do it? You can email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com or reach us on Twitter at Beer Seats. So do it. Do reach it. out. Do it. And download the Naughty Radio app. Uh, but with that said, we got it's up. it's that time again. <clears throat> Big, Big Ed's Ed. rock, rock and roll, roll retrospective. retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Welcome back, Big Mike. So we're gonna go on a little stint to live albums. Ed. Hold on. I'm on. Big Ed. Big Ed's rock, rock and roll, roll retrospective. retrospective. Radio check. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, there you, there you are. I was, I, I would. It, it's been weird all night, guys. Anyway, I heard the whole time. Thank you. I, that explains you talking to yourself because Casey and I didn't hear. I'm like, why did Melissa just stop and say something? <laughs> so we right. didn't hear you, Big Ed. So we yeah. weren't ignoring you. All right. So, like I said, welcome back, Big Mike. It's uh, less work for me, and I appreciate that. Led Zeppelin, How the West Was Won, 2003. How the West Was Won is a live triple album by the English rock group Led Zeppelin, released by Atlantic Records on compact disc in May 27, 2003. The recordings are taken from two 1972 performances in California during their North America tour, one at the LA Forum on June 25th and the other at the Long Beach Arena on June 22nd, uh, 27th, 1972. For years, there were two shows circulated only in the form of bootlegs, such as Burn Like a Candle. Those soundboard recordings of Led Zeppelin contents were circulated among fans after being stolen from Jimmy Page in the late, uh, late to mid-80s. Those such versions of these recordings from 72 of the LA Forum shows were taken. So now you have How the West Was Won, the first chance fans had of hearing these concerts. These were recorded off the soundboard in these songs from two shows underwent extensive editing and audio engineering by Page at Island Studios in London before being released on the album. The album debuted on Billboard charts in June of 2003 at number one with sales of 154,000 copies its first week. It remained on the chart for 16 weeks. It was certified gold and platinum on June 30th. It was well received by critics. In Led Zeppelin, you have Robert Plant on vocals and harmonica, Jimmy Page, guitars and mandolin, John Paul Jones, bass guitar, double bass, bass pedals, keyboards, mandolin, backing vocals, John Bonham, percussion, backing vocals, and co-lead vocals on Braun Yorostam, Jimmy Page, producer, Eddie Kramer, the engineer. I'll tell you what, this guy has worked with the who's who of rock and roll, including Jimi Hendrix, the Beatles, David Bowie, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Eric Clapton, the Kinks, Kiss, John Mellencamp, Carlos Santana, as well as records for other well-known artists in various genres, including Anthrax, Joe Cocker, Loudness, Peter Frampton, John Mayle, 10 years after, Montehoople. So when they say, you and what producer, you're like, uh, 
Eddie Kramer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good good producer. Triple album with 18 tracks and clocks in at one hour, 30 minutes. No, two hours and 20 minutes. My bad. The album starts out with L.A. Drone, and you can anticipate what's coming with the eerie feedback, and then bam, the immigrant song. Zero to 60, the band in a precision move cues right to business with Bobby Plant's vocals shrilling the legendary chant of the immigrant song. And John Bonham wastes no time on his simple but humble kit, makes sound no man has yet been able to replicate. Everyone knows their duties in this band. Heartbreaker. Jimmy Page starts out with this one with a six-chord chant. Plant sings like he's on a mission, and John Paul Jones without fanfare keeps a steady bass riff for Bonham and Page to jam on. Page has a nice solo break, but it is when the band kicks back in, you can feel the mighty roar of the Led Zeppelin to a strong finish. <clears throat> Black Dog. This is a classic staple, and Robert Plant sings in key, and his vocals are powerful. The band is in full swing and, and are firing on all eight cylinders. John Bonham manages to fit more fills between fills. This guy is the master of the jelly roll. Over the hills and far away. Now, at this time, you got to understand, this was new material. So to hear it done pristine with improv during the jam and how, how in sync the band is, it's quite impressive. Page's Fender is crisp and John Paul's Jones based on it is powerful. And it really stands out. Cannot say enough without John Bonham, though. Since I've been loving you, this is an original blues written by Zeppelin. And it sounds like it's right out of the Mississippi Delta. This is there where their influence can be heard and should flatter any bluesman from that area. John Paul Jones on keyboards and bass pedals. This guy is just a, 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 tr a trunk full of talent, pure talent. And the improv jam in the middle is second only to any other improv jam you hear by Zeppelin live. Stairway to Heaven. Look, I'll be the first to tell you this song is a little overplayed on the radio, but when you hear it live, it is a different for me. You can hear the sheer power of this quartet and how four people can make a difference in music. We all know this song, but you might not know this one. Have a listen. Big Ed says so. It finishes like a sprint at the end of a 5K. Going to California. Now to slow it down a bit, John Paul Jones on mandolin and backing vocals. Only this band can go from 0 to 60 and back down to 25 and make it feel right. And the lyrics about finding love are quite inspiring. My favorite line is, trying to find a woman who's never, never been born. Pretty cool. Sad at the same time. Follow up with That's the Way. This is very typical of the mighty Zeppelin to bring you to a frenzy, only to slow it. Slowly settle you back down with another acoustic song that is every bit as good as Stairway to Heaven, which leads to Brani or Stomp, a little group sing-along with some finger-picking by both Plant and Jones and a little John Bonham vocal action and rolls you right into Dazed and Confused. John Bonham shows off the going, the, go, the gong, excuse me, and Jimmy Page shows why he is one of the world's greatest guitars. He plays a guitar like a violin with a bow, and Robert Plant sings it like it's 1968. This song is actually turns into a medley during the improv jam. Walter's walk into croons are performed as instrumentals, which takes up about 25 minutes of this all out jam session. What is and what should never be a little fun jam where this is all John Paul Jones baseline, not a flashy guy, but his bass playing speaks volumes and it keeps the song flowing and really the foundation with John Bonham and explain why this band was so special. Dancing days this is a song about the summertime and good memories of such times. I do not like to repeat myself, but this too is new material at the time and sounds like they've been playing for years, but not weeks. 
another John Paul Jones and John Bonham Foundation song. How can you not sound good with this foundation? Moby Dick, a 19-minute song with a 16-minute drum solo, which is second to maybe Neil Peart. A great solo and finishes just as strong with the riff and fills. John Bonham, John Henry Bonham, gotta love him. Whole lot of love, an old Willie Dixon blues jam that Zeppelin made into their own, paying tribute to their blues heroes with songs in the mix like Boogie Chillin', Let's Have a Party, Hello Mary, and Going Down Slow. This is what Zeppelin does best live. They improvise, and each band member can anticipate what the other is going to do next. You don't see that with band nowadays. Rock and roll. This is another classic rock staple, and it sounds even better on this album. Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones really cut loose on this one. And my boy Bobby Plant with his chest-pounding vocals is the icing on this, on this cupcake. The Ocean, one of my favorites. John Bonham's cymbal riding is a great addition to the studio version. At the end of the day, he's singing about how he had conquered the world and how a three, a, his little three-year-old girl just owns him. Bring It On Home, another old blues mix. The Mighty Zeppelin make it their own, and what a way to close out a show. On the studio version, it takes three minutes. But in this one, it's eight minutes of mayhem, and they stretch it out, and it really does not feel like eight minutes. It goes by really fast. This really encapsulates the live power and fury that Zeppelin had on top like no other band in rock and roll. This is one great live album. I do not buy greatest hits albums, but if I wanted a medley of my favorite artists of the time, I would listen to a live album. This would be at the top of my list. This was recorded a year earlier than the song remains the same, and you can hear the difference in the power and energy of Robert Plant's vocals were so strong as compared to a year later at the Garden. John Paul Jones' bass playing is legendary because this was recorded from the soundboard, and this is what was going out to the speakers. John Bonham's drumming is so crisp and raw power that he exudes. It cannot be compared to many drummers, and Page and Plant, I can't say that Jimmy Page never disappoints. And Plant was just on. The sheer power vocally singing in the key in key and that he did uh, in the studio. It speaks volumes of how great he was. No auto-tune in 1972. This gets the coveted four Montecitos. And I can honestly say that the Duke Boy of Nesquad was the biggest fan of Led Zeppelin. And whether he was doing 90 down 50 acre road or crashing through fences or catching air at intersections or over railroad tracks, there was a Zeppelin song before, during, or after the mayhem shenanigans and stunts. I am Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Well done, Big Ed. Four Montecitos. Nothing gets four Montecitos. This is a great album. It's just fucking cherry picked. If you listen to the song remains the same and listen to this, and this is from the same tour, but this album was from the beginning of the tour and the garden recording was a year later. That's how that's how long they were on the road touring this uh, houses that are holy. And back in the seventies, they played four or five nights a week. You know, they they didn't do like two shows and take a week. They, these guys just played. And at this point in their career, in seventy two, they had already released five albums in four years. Yeah, they didn't play two shows a week and then let Ticketmaster fuck their fans between yeah. the other five days. They right. just played Rain, Sleet, or Snow. I mean, Robert Plant, there's no, the Knights at the Garden. He didn't sound good. I mean, no, the only time Robert they canceled, uh, it caused a riot in Tampa. Really? Yeah, they were never allowed back. They're supposed, they supposed to play at Tampa Stadium, right? They were supposed to play at Tampa Stadium. There was at a the old Sombrero. At the old Sombrero, there was a lightning storm. 
the show had to be canceled. Uh, and they didn't cancel the show. They just brought him off stage and the fans rioted is yeah. what happened. They yeah. just brought him off stage because of the lightning. They weren't even, they weren't going to cancel. They were just going to let the, you know, it was a Florida storm. Let that, let the storm go through. And yes, but no, not drunken rednecks. No, nope. being me, Zeppelin, they, you know. They wound up canceling the show. They fucking rioted. And then, yeah, and then Led Zeppelin was banned from Tampa. Yep. That's what? crazy. Yep. That was, uh, uh, what tour was that? That was the, um, that would have been, uh, the, the one where they're, they're looking at the device on the, the table. Oh, presence. That was probably their last tour, their last North yep. American tour. Yeah. It was the 77, 78, yep. somewhere around yep. there. Uh, I had this on CD. I, I bought this. I bought it because it was sold so did I. as a, a like a box set because you had the, the it was CD. It a triple album. Uh, yeah. It was a, a CD DVD collection. And um, the the DVD portion, they yeah, are fantastic. Hey, I was wrong. Remember I said this is like 12 or 15 years old? It's fucking 20 years ago. That's how time just escapes you. It does. <laughs> I was like, whoops, when I was doing my, my homework, I'm like, oh, 2003. And I, and I remember listening to the, we used to listen to this in a hangar on third shift. Yeah. Um, well, someone five-finger discounted my uh, CDs. Oh, no. All your CDs? No, well, a good portion, and that, that was in it. Uh, th this is such a great live album. Uh, I mean, I think. If you're a Zeppelin fan, I think it's uh, something you have to have. It's a must-own. Yeah, it's it's definitely the uh, one of the best versions of them live. I think it's a good representation of without being able to see them live. Which right. I, I was I wasn't old enough to kind of understand what seeing Zeppelin live would have been like. Zeppelin to the seventies is what Beatles were to the sixties, really yeah. in in rock and roll. Like they, what they did, they just created a genre, and so many bands came out of that whole thing. Oh yeah, for so sure. So there's another live recording, and I, I had it in Virginia, and I don't know what happened to it. It was called Destroyer. Yes, it was. That a was like an old bootleg that was around. Yeah, but that was also recorded off a soundboard, and it was really good. That, that, that that's a, another must-have, and I got to find a copy of that. That's going to be expensive to replace. Yeah, you know what? I remember listening to that before. Yeah, I had to sit on the porch with a yep. stogie and a cocktail. Wake yep. up the neighbors. I know I woke up some neighbors today. <laughs> What'd you do? I, I had the old bows going this morning. Not early. I mean, it was like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. But I was finishing up. Uh, I during the week I listen and I take notes in the morning, you know, and then on Friday I put it, I put it on and I go through track by track and I make sure I'm getting, you know, and I I, I put it all together into what you hear. This was 18 tracks. This took this was a this was long winded. There was a lot of material to cover. So I I I, I wanted to talk off air, but you know what? I want to help out to Cappy and. Go on to Naughty Radio and find out what's in his library. So when he does the 
the big ad and plays the album, people could actually buy it because sometimes I'll do a review of something not in the library. And he said he's got like 52,000. Wow, that's a lot. And, and, yeah. and you, you've been picking albums. <laughs> I've been cherry picking shit that he doesn't sell. <laughs> we talked we talk for a while. We'll talk off air. We talk, I talked with Cappy for a while today. Okay. He's, well, he's so, doing well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk. Not, not tonight. Though. We'll talk shop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or whatever. I well, can maybe. give you, I, we talk 10 minutes after the show. Yeah. A bit. I got it. Yeah. Early morning. Yeah. Big I got to get up. Big slot card day tomorrow. Mega G. Hey, uh, Big Ed, I'm going to be over in Daytona tomorrow. You are? Uh, the spring turkey rod run. So I will shoot you a text. Okay, so if if we don't hook up, there is a toy store you got to check out okay. where the old slot car shop was. Right. If you're facing it, it's to the left. What? what well, we'll talk off air. I'll get the yeah, yeah, yeah. general yeah. general direction. And there's a yeah. great Ruby Tuesdays on 400. <laughs> great salad bar. I, I do like. I don't salad. know if it's still here. It's still there. I don't know. <laughs> so fans, I got to plug this. We got <laughs> Daytona International Speedway this weekend. We got the Spring Turkey Run. I'm excited. I'll be leaving Studio C 6 a.m. tomorrow to be oh. at the track promptly. No later than 8.30. And if you're at the Florida Sunshine Mall, come to the Slot Car Emporium. We're racing uh, Thunderjet Hot Rods and Mega G Plus stock cars. So there's a lot of great shit going on. A lot on of great Daytona. shit going on in Daytona tomorrow. So, and our- you could go to Chop Chop Korea when you're done. Get bulgogi. It's really good. <laughs> so there you go. This is my Fans favorite place to eat. The Big Ed's favorite. If it's Big Ed's favorite, it's got to be good. So fans have warm beer and cheap seats get to daytona tomorrow you yeah. might be able to meet big ed and myself in person i'll sign an autograph for you that's right i'm sure big ed will do the same because i'll sign your booby i'll sign all lady jill don't listen yeah. to this but i'll sign any boob <laughs> you didn't hear that lady jill okay he meant like a dummy a boob yeah, yeah. get that <laughs> only a dummy would let you sign your booby But I looked at the weather. We got warm weather coming again. We're oh, yeah. we're, we're creeping be, up. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be in the eighties tomorrow. Uh, I, I don't know why you have to say that. We're in Florida. This is what it's supposed to do. Yeah, oh, but so, you know, what? oh, it's Let's so go. hot today. Really? Do you, what do you think you were in fucking Michigan? <laughs> Listen, I enjoyed the chilly weather up in Georgia last week. I, I did not hate it. I was okay with it. I was good. I Even was the sweet. opposite. I did not like it. Even the the 26 degrees we woke up to on uh, Monday morning, I'm like, hey, that's cool. No biggie. Be all right. You know what, Big Mike? I'm going to have you change your brake on an Embraer 145 at 2 in the morning at 15 degrees with sideway winds. You'll be like, yeah. I I, I don't think I'd like that. (laughs) It takes the fun out of it. You don't want to ski. You don't want a snowmobile. You don't even want to throw a snowball at some asshole. You just want to go south. (laughs) I don't know. I think throwing a right, I, I, I would take it. I think I could take a moment to do that. Maybe throw two and then get the fuck out. Right. There you go. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, there's always That's room scary. to throw a snowball on an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little rock in the center of it. <laughs> we call this one the Christmas surprise. 
They'll get their bell rung. We call that one the trolley, the trolley Brown. I got a rock. <laughs> That's from a great little, pumpkin. Little nugget on his head. <laughs> How did Charlie Brown always get fucked? We Can't miss it. with my Dick Tracy rock. Yeah. Poor Charlie. Poor Charlie Brown. They never did an Easter special, did they? We got that's what we got coming up. Did they? We got I'm Easter sure. coming up. Easter's on its way. We can talk about Easter candy. Mm. Talk about peeps. I like peeps. Casey's yeah, shaking his head. Yeah. You probably like candy corns too, don't you? I do. I do. Big Mike, you missed the outlaw review. You gotta listen to the show from last I week. Gotta it's listen. actually pretty funny. Is it? I, I was, Casey I, and I, we did good, and 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 sweet Melissa, we we did all right. Yeah. Did you enjoy the album? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Of course, you know what I I said. It's probably one of the most difficult, next to the Poco. I mean, I was really because it covers like like outlaw country. Bluegrass. It's all over the place, right? It right. is. It is. The it is. But those guys, because you have three. There are three songwriters and singers, uh, lead vocalists, and you know, usually the guy that writes it sings it, and they all have different styles. I love that um, album. But there, that is a musician's musician's band. Like a musician would really appreciate more some of the intricacies of their playing. They're very. Ta- I mean, these guys are. They're still out on. They're still out there playing. Yeah. They're 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 far from done. These guys. That that's what man. That's what that's the one thing I was a little sad about uh, Friday when I was up in Georgia. I'm like, I'm missing the show, and it's, yeah, it's my album. You, yeah, it's whatever. Like, you were fucking rocking down beers and I was, but, yeah, but come on. Big Ed, I thought about my 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 good buddies and showmates, my brothers. Well, I'll I'll tell you what to do next time. Take your phone out, turn on the app, and plug in the headset, and you're there. There you go. It's like you're there. Like like the magic, the magic of technology. It'd be okay if you talked a little intoxicated on the air. We wouldn't hold it against you. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But hey, Casey, it's part hey, of it's part of weekend shenanigans. Weekend shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's a thing. I think all of us have participated in a lot of weekend shenanigans. Sometimes they're week long shenanigans. Oh boy! Yeah, I, I've so, never done so, summer. Summer decades long for you know, <laughs> some of us. <laughs> I've never done week or decades long shenanigans. Yeah. I've definitely. I don't know. Do I want to try? I'm a well, little. I'm a little old now. Getting a little long in the tooth for a decade shenanigans. Yeah. I don't think I have time for decade shenanigans right Wait, now. What does long in the tooth mean? Obviously. Old, old. Yeah, but what does it mean? Like teeth grow, teeth grow. Oh, yeah. that's fun. That, that's that's on our anthropology show. Yeah, yeah. we're beer in the cheap seats anthropology. That's, that's right. why beavers chew on wood. It, it keeps their uh, teeth. Te- the, the teeth keep growing. It keeps yep. them at the yeah rodents. So, so they just look a little retarded, not all the way. Retarded. No, not full retarded. Yeah. That's that's what sorry, I sorry, Ampar. Yeah, Ampar. Sorry, Barb. Amp- they look like mongoloids. My bad. Aunt Barb, we're sorry to use the word retarded and mongoloid, but you know us. Just can't help it. We can't help it. Look, we're we're working on ratings. We do this for ratings. We do this. We want ratings. Everybody. Share this with friends. Even people you don't like. Share. <laughs> All right, don't tell them that. 
<laughs> I might break their eardrums. Yeah. Do we have anything else? Good I show, guys. A lot of fun. Yeah, good to be back Strong on. finish. Strong finish. Yeah. All right. Keep the shiny side up. Greasy side down. This is Big Mike. Call and hold trucks. This is the duck. WBCS. WBCS. See you next week. Now our children are